Hallelujah. We are glad you are here. Amen. Amen. I believe you are here because of Jesus. Amen. We have item one and item two. But item one is God. Hallelujah. And Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And when we were doing the opening prayer, we talked about Psalm 136. One. He said, for he is what? He is good. And his mercies endure it forever. Shall we be on our feet and join me say this? Let's, let's say this to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want you to say this to Jesus. So, one, two, three. For he is good and his mercies endure it forever and ever. One more time. For Jesus is good and his mercies endure it forever and ever. Amen. God richly bless you. We will sit down. Amen. 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 Today we are honored for everyone joining us to worship and for the thanksgiving of our departed mother, we are honored to have you here. Amen. Amen. At this time, we are moving to the word. Amen. Hallelujah. The word is what God did everything with the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus came by a word. That's why the scripture says that in him, hallelujah, and not only that, he was the word, right? And he was made flesh to dwell amongst us. So at this point, without wasting any much time, we have the privilege of our district pastor. Hallelujah. You see all of this, and you see everything going on. There is somebody who is in charge of it. Hallelujah. And then there is God. Hallelujah. But God works through man. Amen. So at this point, with a clap offering unto the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We invite Pastor Jampo to the podium. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We are grateful to God for giving us the opportunity to be in his presence one more time. I know that this occasion for the weekend has brought so many people uh, beloved from all over uh, the nation in the world, actually in Europe, in Ghana, um, so Europe, that's the same as UK, yeah, from Europe, from Ghana, um, all over the place. We are happy to have you. We just want to say that your experience with us this weekend uh, has been positive thus far. Uh, I just want to recognize uh, one or two people uh, before the word of God comes. When we were in Atlanta region, there's a woman of God that we had a privilege to work with. Um, for those of you who know her, in Atlanta region, it was one of the people, one of the young women that God used to hold the fort and help in the work of the ministry. Dickness Vida Boachi, God bless you, God bless you. Was a woman's leader during our time. I mean, he, she will hold you to be responsible. God bless you. Um, I believe that you came with, you came with your your family. I mean, your friends and family. Your sister. Uh, shall you also be on your feet so we can recognize you? God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. There are some who 
I believe God bring into the ministry to mother us. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. You know, the amen is very strong on this part of the house. <laughs> Our former national head, Apostle Dr. Osu, um, his wife, Mama Patience Osu, God bless you, Mama. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, um, I will reserve the comment, but she is our mother. Amen. I know that some of you also have come. If I didn't mention your name, please forgive me. My sister is here, Grace Williams. Dickens Grace Williams. Yes. Um, hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Mommy Anointing, it's good to see you too. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we just want to bless your name. Speak to your people. Bless them. You've given me the opportunity to preach. But Holy Spirit, you teach. Convict hearts. Encourage everyone. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for our instrumentalists. Our instrumentalists. Amen. If you have a church and you don't have instrumentalists, it is sometimes it is the scariest thing ever. Uh -huh. And it's very painful. Uh, I know that sometimes we say, oh, let's clap our hands. But there's a difference. Yeah, we can clap our hands onto the Lord, but when you have good instrumentalists who are faithful and who are committed, it makes a lot of difference. So when we have them, we cherish them. Amen. Amen. God bless you. This morning, I want to talk to you on the topic, walking with God. Walking with God. Walking with God. Amen. Walking with God. Genesis 5, 21 through 24. Genesis chapter 5. Verse 21 through 24. This sanctuary is taking shape. Uh, hallelujah. PIWC, you've done well. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, presiding elder, uh -huh, elder Dr. Nati. Ah, and the local leadership. I really appreciate all the work you're doing. Praise the Lord. Genesis 5, 21 through 24. Bible says, And Enoch lived 65 years and begat Methuselah. 22 says, And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters and all the days of Enoch were 365 years. The Bible says that an Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. Hallelujah. Amen. He was not for God took him. We have a man here, a pastor. What's What's, what's your name? When we have ministers in the house, let us know so we can introduce them in a befitting manner. Hallelujah. Let's see. Reverend or Apologies, Reverend Franklin. Assemblies of God. 
Oh, all the way from Tema. Hey. Reverend. Oh, no problem. No problem. Reverend Franklin Aiden, Assemblies of God, Tema Afenia. You are welcome. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. Ah, this morning we are blessed. We are so blessed. Amen. God bless you, man of God. Yeah, after service, we definitely need to uh, have a chat together. Amen. Amen. Enoch was 365, walked with God. Bible says he was not, for God took him. You know, you can't help but to think. I don't know about you, but for me, anytime that we need to commit any of our members to the ground physically, anytime that somebody dies, as a matter of fact, whether the person is a member or not, you can't help but to think about your own mortality. I mean, if you're here, and then maybe when you're young, it doesn't really matter. But the question that I have, or that keeps coming to me anytime we lose one of our members to heaven, is that when it comes to your end of life, or when it comes to any Christian's end of life, what do you want to be remembered? for your kindness your love your generosity your knowledge or your wisdom or do you want to be remembered for your unique abilities your skills your ability to relate to one another or would you want to be remembered for your stinginess or your pride or your antagonistic attitude towards one another. You need to really have an introspection of your life, beloved of God, and answer these questions. What are people going to say about you when you are gone? I mean, you can live a beautiful life, bless people, and do all that. But really, what are people going to say about? Or would you th would you wish that nobody remembers anything about you? Well, they will. It's not going to be for a long period of time, but the time period where you are being committed. To God that short period span of time people will remember you for who you were beloved of God here's what I wish I wish that it would be said concerning you and I that I don't remember vividly most of the things about this man or about this woman but I know that he walked with God. The one thing that I remember about him, the one thing I remember about her is that 
she walked with God. Hallelujah. That much I know about him. That much I know about her. And that is, she walked with God. He walked with God. So this morning, I want to ask you that poignant question. Are you walking with God? Hallelujah. But you ask your neighbor, are you working with God? Are you walking with God? Are you walking with God? Please don't answer that question. Your neighbor, if your neighbor knows you, he might be able to answer that question in their head. Are you walking with God? So this morning, I want us to look at the meaning of walking with God and the motivation for walking with God. Hallelujah. There's a character in scripture that we read. His name is Enoch. And Enoch, I believe, his life, even though it's not said too much in scripture, in fact, there are a few areas in scripture that his name comes up in 1 Chronicles 1, 1, Luke 3, Jude 14, Hebrews 11, and Genesis 5, of course, that this man walked with God. And in fact, as I studied the scripture more, I realized, or I remembered, or it's actually plain in the scripture that he actually walked with God after he began having his family. After he had Methuselah. Bible says he walked with God after when you start having family. It is the most important reason even to walk with God. Hallelujah. That is another trajectory of a message. But I want us to look at the meaning of walking with God and to know or to understand the meaning of walking with God, you have to look at the people that Enoch hang out with. Birds of the same feathers. They say flock together. Hallelujah. This morning I really would like for you to engage with this message because I know that it will, be, it will bless you this morning. To understand the meaning of walking with God, you need to know who Enoch hang out with. You know, the Bible is deep, but at the same time shallow, not shallow in a negative sense. It's deep, but at the same time shallow, deep enough that theologians will delve and dive deep and deep and deep and might not find meaning because it's so mysterious. But also it is shallow that even babies like us can just go in there and then get something without drowning. And I believe that the meaning of walking with God is found in the peripheral of the depths of the word, which is knowing the people that Enoch hang out with. Enoch hang out with people like Abel and 
Noah. Amen. When you see Enoch in the Bible, most of the time, you see Abel and Noah together with Enoch. Genesis chapter 4. The key character in Genesis chapter 4 is Abel. And when you go to Genesis chapter 5, the key person in Genesis chapter 5, like we've heard, is Enoch. But when you go to Genesis chapter 6, the key person in Genesis chapter 6 is Noah. You see these three musketeers of scripture again in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4. Bible says, by faith Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith Abel still speaks even though he is dead. So Genesis chapter 4 brings Abel and scripture tells us that this young man worshipped God. And Hebrews 11, 5. See the same chapter. Verse 4 talks about Abel. Verse 5 talks about Enoch. Bible says Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God has translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony. He pleased God. Hallelujah. And Bible says that but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he, he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Abel, verse 4 of Hebrews 11, says he worshipped God. He sacrificed Verse number five, Enoch, Bible says he pleased God, but he was able to please God because of the faith he had in God. And verse number seven of Hebrews 11, Bible says by faith Noah, being warned of God, of the things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Look at these three characters. Abel worshipped. Enoch pleased God and walked with him. And Noah worked for God. So these three people, scripture groups them together on purpose and I believe that God, the Spirit of God, is admonishing us this morning that walking with God requires faith in him, number one. All these three men of God were aligned in the scripture of faith, Hebrews 11. They all had faith. But Abel worshipped God. Enoch pleased God. God. Noah worked for God. I submit to you, beloved of God, that if you are to walk with God, you need to have faith in this our God. 
Not only that, but also you need to worship God. Remember, God grouped these three characters together to tell a story. Walking with God means having faith in God. It also means worshiping God. It also means pleasing God. And it also means working with God. Abel worshipped. Enoch pleased God. Noah worked for God. This man built an ark. I believe that in those times, people who watch him would say, are you nuts? Building something that nobody had seen before and claiming that rain is going to overcome the whole world. They will look at him in disdain. But he walked, I mean, he worked for God. Hallelujah. Worship God. Have faith in God. Some of you sitting here, I believe that you have reasons why you need to worship God. Bible says that God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. Have faith in God. Worship God. Live your life to please God and work for God. Worship God because he desires our worship. Bible says that he seeks those who worship him in spirit and in truth. And when God cast down his mind towards the earth and is looking for one or two people to worship him, I believe that he can extract you as one of those people to worship him. Hallelujah. Walking with God also means worshiping God. He desires our worship. Not only does he desire our worship, but he deserves our worship. Amen. He deserves our worship. We praise God for the things he has done for us. But we worship God for who he is. The king of kings and the lord of lords. The everlasting father. The only one who created the heavens and the earth. The only potentate. All powerful God. He deserves our worship. And I believe that you cannot worship God unless you know who this God is. That is why it is, it is easy for us to worship, I mean, play praise song. Uh, and it is easy for all of us to stand in and, and come into the presence of God uh, and dance our hearts around. Uh, but sometimes when it comes to worship, uh, people don't know how to conduct themselves because they don't understand who this God is. If you know who this God is, your worship will be natural. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. You see, the way God is meaningful to you determines your level or your depths of worship of him. If God doesn't mean anything to you, when you come into the house of the Lord, I praise you can dance because, you see, we are naturally built. We are, I don't know about about you but some of us are naturally created to move when music is played in fact human beings are not who taught us 
that when a song is, is, is going and you like it, you should clap. It's universal, right? Who started, I mean, I mean who, who, who taught you to, to dance to any tune? It's, it's natural. But it is not natural to worship God because when you worship God, you need to understand, have faith in him and understand who he is and what he is in your life. What is he worth? Worship. What is he worth to you? Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. And sometimes some people have been through the fire and God has refined them uh, and they've come out out of the fire. And some people who have not been through anything, uh, when you are sitting with them uh, in the congregation of the saints uh, and they are raising their hands uh, and worshiping God, uh, sometimes you look back and say that, how is it, how come that they are worshiping God like that? They've been through fire and they've seen God uh, as the one who's able to take them through fire. Worship God. Uh, your worth, the way God is worth to you determines how you can worship him. Amen. Let us walk with God yes. by first having faith in him but also worshiping him. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Not only does he desire or deserve to be worshipped but God demands our worship. Amen. God demands our worship. Bible says that they that worship him must must worship him in spirit uh, and in truth. Uh, that word must is used in certain areas of scripture. Second Samuel 23, 3. Bible says, the God of Israel said, the rock of Israel speak to me. He that ruleth over men must be just. Must by force you need to worship God. If you're a Christian, if you know the Lord, if you know who he is, there should be that compulsion in your brains, in your heart, in your spirit to worship him. He desires our worship. Hebrews eleven six says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. But they that come to God must know that he is and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Walk with God. Worship God. When you come into the house of God and worship Isaac, think about who he is. Think about his greatness and respond accordingly. Not only should we worship or walking with God means worshiping God but also work for God work for God 1 Corinthians 15 58 therefore my beloved brethren Paul speaking be steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. There are some people who have given their life. You see, don't get, don't be deceived. You don't have to be a minister, a pastor, I mean, a bishop, an apostle. Look, there are some people in our church who have dedicated their lives at their own cost, sometimes at the expense of their own families, sometimes at their own peril, dedicate their lives 
in working for God. Hallelujah. I mean, I understand that there are some people who don't care, but may the Lord be with you. But they are most of you here. But I know that you have that in you to work for God. If you are here this morning, you cannot leave this place without committing to working for God. We are his workmanship. Bible says created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Works that he himself has fashioned and prepared for us. Are you working for God? You cannot claim that you are walking with God if you're not working for God. You cannot claim that you are walking with God if you're not worshiping God. You cannot claim that you are walking with God if you do not please him. Worship. Please him. Walk with God. Now, the message begins. What is the motivation for walking with God? What is the motivation? If you find somebody in scripture, the Bible says that he did not die. Then you need to be interested in finding out what, what, what happened to that man. What is the motivation for Walking with God. We are done with the meaning, but we are also doing the motivation for walking with God. So the way I want to approach this is to look at a few verses in the Old Testament and then compare it with the New Testament and then the motivation for walking with God will be highlighted. So bear with me. When you read Genesis chapter 5, it is like an obituary. I don't know whether you've noticed it, but Genesis chapter 5 is like obituary. Let us go through it a little bit. Motivation for walking with God. Genesis chapter 5, verse number 5. Bible says, actually, let's do that together if we, if we have. Genesis chapter 5, verse 5. Let's go. And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years and he died. Hallelujah. Project Genesis chapter 7, please. Let's go. Just chapter 7 and 8. Genesis 7 and 8. Genesis chapter 5, verses 7 and 8. Okay. Let's go together. One. And Seth lived after he begat Enos, 870 years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Seth were 912 years, and he died. Verse number 9. Let's go. Verse number 9. Go. And Enos lived 90 years, and begat Canaan, 10. And Enos lived after he begat Canaan 815 years and begat sons and daughters. 11. And all the days of Enos were 950 years and he died. Verse 14. Genesis 5. Let's go. And all the days of Canaan were 910 years. 
and he died. 16. Just bear with me a little bit. And this man called Me- Mehalalil. Be, be careful when, when you are an Ashanti and pronouncing that name. Let, let's go, 16, let's go. And Mehalalil lived after he begat Jared 830 years and begat sons and daughters, 17. And all the days of Mehalalil were 895 years and he died. Let's look at Jared, verse 20. 20. And all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. Let's look at Methuselah, 27. Let's go. Just be patient with me. Go. And all the days of Methuselah were 969 years, and he died, Lamech. Let's read 30 and 31. 30, go. And Lamech lived after he begat Noah, 590 and five years, and he begat sons and daughters, 31. And all the days of Lamech were 770 and seven years, and he died. Everybody died. When you read the book of the generations of Adam, like we've read, beloved of God, beloved of God, everybody in Adam's family died. I say it after me. Everybody in Adam's family died. But you see, there is another Adam the Bible talks about in 1 Corinthians 15.45 that Jesus Christ is the second Adam. Hallelujah. But his life and his genealogy is completely opposite of this Adam who had a family that everybody in that family died. John 1.4 Bible says, in this Jesus is life. And the life was the light of men. Let's read together. I think it would be good to preach with you together. John 1, 4, projected. Let's read it again. John chapter 1, verse 4, please. Let's go. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Let's do John 3.16. So you see, in Adam's family, everybody died. But in Jesus, in him is life. Hallelujah. John 3.16. Let's go together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have life. Let's see John 10.10. John 10.10. John 10, 10. Today we are preaching together. Go. The thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. I come that they might have life. They have it more abundantly. John eleven twenty five. 
We are talking about the motivation of walking with God. John eleven twenty five. Let's go. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he was dead, yet shall he live. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, in the first Adam, we all died. All, they all died. But in the second Adam, we all live. Hallelujah. This morning, if you are here and you are still in Adam's family, I humbly recommend that you move over to the Jesus family. Hallelujah. Get out of the Adam's family and come and cleave to the Jesus family. Because in the Jesus family, we live. There is life in the Jesus family. We This is We named in it. Oh, we are Amen. Amen. We are bringing our message to an end very soon. God bless you. You see, in Adam's family, everybody died. But scripture tells us very clearly that in the family of the second Adam, there is life. I want us to just hone in back on Genesis 5, 22. Bible says, And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah and begat sons and daughters. If this was a marriage seminar, I will tell you that the moment Enoch began to have family, he started walking with God. But this is not a marriage counseling session. So we want to go on. Bible says, and Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. He was not for God took him. Because Enoch walked with God. Because he had faith in God. Remember Hebrews, the three young men together. Because he had faith in God. Because he worshipped God. Remember Abel. Because he pleased God. Because he worked for God. He was drafted into the family of God. And in the family of God, you don't die. God used Enoch to show us that in the family of God, you don't suffer death. You suffer sleep. And when you sleep, God snatches you to continue your life with him in heaven. But it takes walking with God. It takes having faith in God. It takes pleasing God. It takes working for God. It takes giving your life to God. And how is this possible? 
How is it possible that when you walk with God, when you believe in Jesus Christ, when you're drafted into the family of God, you don't suffer death? First Thessalonians 5.10, Bible says, For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Get this. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Yeah. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians 5, 10. Let's read it together. Go. Who died for us that whether we awake or sleep or should live together with him. 11. 11. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even us also ye do. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. He died for us. Jesus died for us so that I may live together with him. Jesus died for me so that when I walk with him, he died for those who walk with him so that we might live with him. So when it comes to the point that our mother went through, when we die, it is considered as a transition without Jesus' death for us. When somebody died, they would actually be in a member of the Adam family. The Bible says that they actually died. But in the Jesus family, when someone dies, he sleeps. She sleeps. She sleeps slips into eternity to continue to live with Christ. That is why when Jesus came on earth, that is why all his ministry on earth, he knew that he needed to go to the cross. They tormented him. They, 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 they beat him. They, they tortured him. They hung him on, him on a cross, thrusted spears or through his side. And Bible says that he said it is finished. When he said it is finished, he committed himself to the Lord, knowing that he has died that death for us. Beloved of God, quit being in the Adam family because in an Adam family you will die and come to the Jesus family where you will live. Put your hands together for Jesus. The Bible says that he died for all. That those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him. That is our concluding scripture. Let's read 2 Corinthians 5.15 together. 2 Corinthians 5, 15 to get, 15, let's read it together. Go, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. He, in other words, Bible is saying that Jesus died for us, and because of that, if you live your life on earth, walk with him. Live for him. Hallelujah. Live unto, not unto yourselves, but unto him which died for us and rose again. So let me ask the question that I posed in the beginning. When you come to the end of your life, what would you want people to say about you? This morning, we can't leave this place without confidently saying that we will wish, we would want, 
we will, will desire that they will say that Elder Dr. Nate, ah, that old man, 90 years, but what I can remember about that man is that he walked with the Lord. Mommy anointing. I don't actually know her that well, but I know that she walked with the Lord. Everybody seated here, you need to tell yourself that when I depart, that one testimony should be declared in the midst of the same scenes that I walked with the Lord. Life presents so many challenges. Life brings us so many priorities that we need to choose from. But beloved of God, I submit to you this morning. May comfort you and obey. Walk with him. Please him. Worship him. And work for him. That is where your significance lies. People might forget about you. Not that people might forget. People will forget about you. But that one thing, they will never forget that you walked with God. May the Lord bless you. And may the Lord keep you. Shall we be on our feet? His good and his mercies shall endure.